Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright Lights, great to be with you today, and we are going to talk about living our best lives. And if you are feeling like there is a bracket around what's possible for you, that you're qualifying your success, go to architectingpodcast.com and take my free roadblock quiz. You will discover whether what is holding you back is your tendency to be a fly swatter, a tumbleweed, or a slogger. And hopefully those insights that you will get from taking this quiz will help you get more in tune with how to stop the self-sabotage so everything can be possible for you in your life. Are you ready for this? I am. I am so ready to have you get there. When we talk about living a big life, you're thinking, why do you even think that I need this conversation? What are you trying to do here? Well, as you know, architecting is a community. People who believe design makes a difference and who want to be advocates. What gets in our way when we're trying to be advocates is our ego. And our ego is what is self-conscious. Our ego is what cares what other people will think. Our ego is what seeks validation. So as long as we are being controlled by that, and most of us are. I mean, I've had to do so much work to even see that I do this, and it is constant effort, constant work to be more insightful, to grow more, to get better, to make habits out of insight so that you really can evolve. So it's a challenge everyone faces. And we face it because as human beings, we're hardwired to be social creatures, to be part of a community. And if you look even at pack animals, you either belong or you're ostracized. And that is the most painful thing, is to be ostracized. It's so it's hardwired into our psyches to want validation and approval and acceptance. And how do you get that? You do what people expect. You don't make waves. You stay the course. Well, You're not going to be shifting much of the status quo if you're part of the status quo and you're part of the status quo when that's all you're looking to do. We have to work really hard to develop this awareness to get outside of this pattern of knowing and meeting and following expectations and instead questioning the premise. So 
That is why I do these episodes on living our best life because we have to do the inner work in order to feel empowered enough to question the premise of what's going on in the profession or society at large and then to take a stand for it. We can't stand up for the professional development we need, for the projects we want to work on, for the way we want to be treated at work, the roles we want to have, or be a voice for those who don't have one in the community if we don't do the self-work. Because you can listen to me all day long and be nodding your head and saying, amen, sister, but when it comes to be your turn, you'll always rationalize why it's not the right time or how it's not really appropriate or that kind of talk is for different circumstances. And it isn't. Change is now. Change is everything you are doing in this moment, big or small. So we have to do this work. What we do out there in the world through our design is a direct, direct connection back to who we are. Who we are is cowering in the corner, afraid to make waves, wanting peace at any cost. The change is never going to happen. So how do we do this? How do we go big in life? Well, we go big by giving ourselves permission to want it. We talk about glass ceilings in terms of getting raises or promotions, but we don't see the glass ceilings we put on ourselves every single day because we qualify our success. Oprah did an experiment years ago when she was still doing her show when she said to people, if you could have any amount of money tomorrow, what would you write down? And everybody, you know, did the exercise and they turned it around. And, you know, people said things like $72,000, $100,000, And her question back to them is, if you could have had anything, why did you limit it? And I think that exercise is really telling because we aspire and dream only based on what we know is possible and only look to meet the needs we have instead of looking to exceed them. Instead of understanding that we live in an abundant world, that competition is a construct, it isn't real. Someone getting something doesn't mean you can't get it too. All they've done is show you how. They've shown you that it's possible if they can do it. Yet, we think in such lack that we are jealous of those who have what we don't because we think the fact that they have it means we cannot. Whether it's a title in a firm or an opportunity or an income level, we look at other people and Rather than seeing that they're showing us what's possible, we see that they have done something and maybe used up a finite resource and taken it away from us. If we want to go big in life, number one, we have got to shift out of lack and into abundance and know that there is room for all of us to be wildly successful beyond our dreams and to stop putting a cap 
on what success looks like. To stop saying that's good enough or, you know, I don't want more than that. Let yourself dream. Let yourself dream big and know that it's possible. The next step in going big is being willing to take risks. And we have talked about this before on this podcast. It's our ego that holds us back because if we take a risk, we may fail. In fact, probably we will fail the first time we try. We're so consumed with how other people will see that failure and how they will judge us that we don't even try. And, you know, you've heard the axiom, the answer is always no if you don't ask. And it's the same way in life. The opportunities come to those who go after them, not to those who sit there and wait. We've got to start using a more scientific approach to risk, which is looking at what we're doing, trying something in a very controlled way. When it goes wrong, if it goes wrong, learning the lesson. If it goes well, understanding why it went well, and then recalibrating as needed to go further. And when we do get success, We have to keep asking more questions. We have to keep evolving. We have to keep staying curious so that we don't rest on our laurels and get stale. We've got to keep moving forward. But all of this happens when we give ourselves permission to be big and bold and epic. And does that mean there sometimes will be epic fails in there? Absolutely. Does that mean that that fail means that you are an idiot who can never do anything right and should never try anything again? Absolutely not. All it means is you learned a way that doesn't work. So we need to get out of the judgment and fear of failure that holds us back from making big moves. Finally, if we want to go big, we cannot believe aspiration equals arrogance. And there's a lot of people that will tell you that. There's this idea that to stand out is bad. And we've already talked about belonging. We've already talked about risk and judgment and failure. But Even if you can stand out and you can do it and you can be a success, you then become a lightning rod. And a lot of people feel that. And all you need to do is look at our celebrity culture to see that, right? When someone stands out, they get put under the microscope and everybody loves them till they hate them. And their fall is just as big as their meteoric rise. And we think, I don't want to be that, right? I don't, I don't want that much attention, even if it's positive, focused on me. I don't want to be analyzed. I don't want to be hyper-critiqued. I can take constructive criticism, but I don't want that sort of pale shade of limelight cast on me. 
not ready for that. And when we do that, what we actually do is miss the opportunity to have influence. All of this work we're doing, all of this success that we strive for in the end is empty and hollow if we aren't making a positive difference. And this is the transition point, right? Because when we're worried about competition, when we're playing small and we're afraid to fail and judgment is holding us back, that's about us. But when we get the success and we don't use the success and leverage it and begin to be an influencer because we think we would be arrogant to play that part or we're afraid of getting too much attention on us, we should be saying instead, yes, yes, come with me. Don't look at me. Come with me. Follow me. I need you too. There are great things out here. We should be using any attention we get to inspire others, to show them what's possible, to talk about how we did it and why we did it, to call to action, to raise awareness. Those are privileged things that you cannot do when you haven't made it. So instead of being quiet and unassuming about our successes, we need to be using that success to have influence for the things that need to happen in our world. People need us. They need our guidance. They need our insight. They need our wisdom. And it doesn't benefit anyone when we don't use it. I wanted to share, you know, there is a parable that Jesus tells in the gospel about a rich man who goes away for several years and he can't take everything with him. So he leaves most of his gold with three of his most trusted servants. When he comes back, he calls each of them in for an audience. And the first servant tells how he invested the money and doubled it. And the master is very, very pleased and rewards him. The second servant saved some and invested some, but still made a profit and did something with it. And the master is very pleased. The third servant comes in and says, I didn't want anything to happen to this gold. So I buried it. Here it is. Every single coin is accounted for. It is perfect. It is just exactly the way you gave it to me. And the master is enraged and sends him off to be punished. And the moral of the story here is, what did you do with what you were given? We're all given gold in this life in the form of our unique gifts and talents. When we play small, when we don't use them, we've squandered that gift. We've squandered the gold because we kept it safe. We protected it. We buried it, but we didn't do anything to amplify it, anything to actually allow it to make a difference in the world. I love that story. In fact, 
this is truly something I fear when I die. This is the one thing God is going to look at me and say is, what did you do with the gifts and talents I gave you? And I better darn well have a good answer, right? But I, I love this story because it contradicts all of the error in our cultures, in our societies that tell us not to, that tell us who are we to take this step or that we don't have a right or that we're not perfect or that we're not good enough. And instead it's like, no, this is our birthright. This is what we were meant to do was to invest everything we have and continue to grow it, continue to spread it, continue to do good in the world because of it, to amplify it, to use our influence, and to live a good life. Living that good life, going big, does not mean burning yourself out, does not mean working to the bone till there's nothing left. It means you get to enjoy this life. It means you get to feel full and fulfilled and luxuriate in the beauty and the pleasures of the good things in life. And why, why is that okay? Why is that not selfish or self-serving? Because when you give yourself rest, when you give yourself beauty, when you give yourself care, you are your best self. The tanks are full and now you can give even more to others. The burned out shell of you that only gives and never receives isn't really benefiting most people most of the time. When you get like that, you're probably short-tempered and crabby and impatient with people. But when you have taken care of yourself, you feel magnanimous. You are loving and kind even when people you encounter are not. You're able to be more of your best self because you have it in you to give. All right, everyone. So, takeaways. We tend to qualify our success and dream only as big as meeting our next need versus expanding, getting beyond competition and lack thinking and believing that everything is possible. Take risks. Stop fearing failure and see it as a learning experience. Aspiration is not arrogance. The spotlight is not something to be feared, but rather is the way that you can use the influence you have earned through your success to inspire others, be an advocate, and make a difference. We all have gifts and we were meant to use them. It is our birthright to be successful. When we hide our success or hoard it only to ourselves, that is the waste. Finally, take care of yourself so that you have more to give to others. 
indulging, enjoying life, and self-care are part of going big so that you can have the most amount of impact in the world and really be architecting. All right, everyone, great to have spent this time with you. And if you are wanting to learn more about how to balance your time or figure out how to really have better boundaries for that self-care, remember that you can get my book, Time Builder, right on my website as an ebook. Go over to architectingpodcast.com and you will see a tab to order the book right there. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.